0: Hey there, Calvary. This is Patrick Sabecki on The Weekly. I'm filling in for Jay Ewing, who's on sabbatical this summer, and just really excited to continue talking about what it means to take the message from the weekend, the scriptures that were read and taught, into daily life. Today I'm talking with Mark Luby, who's a Boulder alumni and is now ministering at the Erie campus uh, as the men's and teaching and global outreach pastor. I'm excited to have a conversation with him today about the new series. And as always, if you're looking for more information, you can head to calvarybible.com. You can hit the campus that's closest to you and check out what's going on at Calvary this exciting summer. So Mark, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you good doing? Good to be
1: here. Yeah, Grateful to be here.
0: Man, I'm so grateful and excited that I get the chance to sit down and have a conversation with you. You're a good friend of mine. We've been yep. friends... Oh, Oh uh, going on eleven years now. Wow. Isn't that yeah. crazy?
1: Freshman freshman year of college. Oh
0: man. I see you, man. Magical oh, place.
1: It was. It was. I was I used to say that I was the third roommate in my own room. I had another roommate, Eric. But then Patrick would hang out with us and uh we just he would spend so much time within our room that I just said I was the third roommate, not even Patrick. So <laughs> good friend, and I'm grateful to do this podcast together.
0: Oh man, I'm so so thankful. But I am just really grateful to get to talk to you as someone who's on the teaching team about this new series. I think there's some sense that it was like it was explained why it was good. But I would love to hear from you as you thought about this series that we're doing over the summer. What are you excited about? Why do you think it'll be so good and important? Um, And what are you looking forward to?
1: We're doing the This We Believe series, which is on the Evangelical Free Church's Statement of Faith. And this the, these statements of faith are things that we unite around as a church with a, a lot of churches across the the country. And so I'm excited about it because it's an opportunity for us to take specific topics and to dive more deeply into it. Like I, I think about my, my day and... I typically start my day with a little bit of coffee and some time in the word and prayer. And as a Christian, so much of our life is built around our relationship with God and much of how we know God is through his word. It's I would say it's the primary means for us as Christians to be exposed. <laughs> there's there's some fun going on at the Erie campus. And so if you hear that, that's it's just a sign of a good community. Yeah, that's great. Um, we have actually a a band playing some music here. And so I don't know if we'll get any of that. I think we're off the hook right now, but if it comes back in, it, 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 it's honestly fun. And I, I mean that I love, I love it when people use our building for Mm. various things. We love being a church that has open doors for the community. Yeah. It was
0: a sweet thing to walk in and just be serenaded by like a full orchestra that was sitting in the student room just to say, Whoa, this Mm. is a cool, cool thing.
1: And right. how much would it cost if we tried to orchestrate that ourselves? We, if we tried to pay for that, you know? So
0: true. And it just happens for free. Yeah. Like, we'd have
1: to pay like 50 full-time musicians, <laughs> it would break our budget. And I think it'd be hard to get people to sign on for that.
0: This is just how good it is to be a church that serves the community. Yeah. You just get beautiful things that happen in the building.
1: And you get served by the community at the same time. It's oh, wonderful.
0: So good. I love it.
1: So... The Bible is yes. important. I mean, it's, it's this foundational reality for our lives. Of like, what do we know is absolutely true? We know the scriptures. And, and I think about, okay, this is something that I'm on a morning-by-morning morning basis going back to. And mm. on a day-by-day day basis, we're seeking to live by. And as a community, we say this is the foundation of what we believe. So just to take a, a week, I mean, take one week and say, what is this document? You know, what are these... scriptures and and why are they so important shaping us as a community it's a really important thing to do and then to look at other issues of the faith such as who is God who are we as humans how can we be saved those those sort of questions are going to be answered through this series
0: yeah I think I'm so grateful you're jumping into like today's topic was really like this week's was about the bible particularly and it was the first one of the series like it provides the foundation for the rest of the series in so many ways. But even just the idea of studying, particularly this summer, we're not studying the Bible per se. We're not doing a book of the Bible, a mark-it-up series the way we have. We're studying the statement of faith that we as an evangelical free church hold to. It's something all of our members agree to when they become members. It's something the pastors have to write long papers about agreeing with um, in order to be a pastor here at Calvary. And we're just studying that. And I think one of the things is, uh, I so in the student ministry, we did a series on the Apostles' Creed. And this question came up, okay, but we're not studying the Bible. We're studying a thing that is about the Bible. Why is that good? Um, and so, I would love to hear your thoughts. I have some thoughts on that as well. How yeah. to justify it for my own ministry? So, but would love to hear why? Why do we study a statement that isn't the Bible, but is about the Bible?
1: That's a great question. I'll give you two answers. Likely, great. W- one answer is that when we look at the statement of faith we're trying to clarify what the Bible says in language that is sometimes it's more contemporary language, but it's really, we're trying to summarize and clarify what do we believe the Bible really says. And that's what a statement of faith is intended to do. And this is even helpful to know that like a lot of people claim to believe the Bible mm. and th- there's a lot of false teaching heresy around people who say they believe the Bible. And so part of it is we say we believe the Bible, but what do we believe the Bible says? You know, like, you know, think about old school arguments, Arianism, which believed that the Son was created,
0: which has been brought back to life in the Jehovah's Witness.
1: Yeah. So and so, it, it's a contemporary thing. People yeah. would say, okay, and and yet there would be arguments made from the Bible. You know, and and so you have to think through what does the Bible really say? What is the message of the Bible? And creeds statements of faith can help with that. Another thing is I would say it tunes us into a larger theological conversation. Hmm. I benefit from sitting down and talking about my faith in the scriptures with other people, because I I wasn't made to do this as a lone wolf or alone, but we have a community that helps us grow and mature Hmm. in our understanding of God's word because we believe the Holy spirit is active in every believer. Mm. and so there's a value in conversation and i think when we think about a statement of faith or a creed going back in history in the large part what we're doing is we're expanding that conversation to include the apostles creed which as you said earlier is like second century
0: yeah so well, 1900
1: years old yeah and so okay let's let's converse with the christians from 1900 years ago and we're not going to put that above scripture no but man, we should have something to learn from them. Yeah,
0: at least be willing to involve them in the conversation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and, and let's, okay, let's look at the statement of faith. And so what we're still doing is we, we still say the foundation of truth is the scripture. Mm-hmm. No creed is gonna go above the Bible, but the significance of creeds can be helping to safeguard what we believe the authoritative teaching of scripture really is and clarifying that um, for us.
0: Yeah, I think of, there's a couple quotes that i think of to be honest about that uh augustine none of them them come from augustine actually Oh man two two guys that were really turn the podcast (laughs) off now (laughs) no (laughs) no that's okay okay uh because i so gk chesterton was a writer uh at the end of the 1800s he uh talked about how the value of tradition is it was he called it the democracy for the dead Mm. yeah because he said that we shouldn't discount the voices of the past merely because they had the the misfortune of being born earlier than us in the same way that we shouldn't discount people because they were born in a different economic status or a different race than us. Hmm. And he's like, that's the value of tradition is it brings the voices of the past into our lives and takes them as seriously as we would take someone who's living. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that, that's such a helpful category for me for tradition is like oh it's it is to take as seriously as someone else who's living that i respect hmm. and it's like oh great yeah like and that keeps it in its proper place of like it's not the bible it can always be challenged and overruled by what the scriptures say but the voices of the past still matter for that reason
1: yeah absolutely
0: that's a really good one. And I think the analogy I gave to the students of what's helpful about the creeds is, uh, when you want an answer about a specific question about the Bible or faith, um, a lot of the time, like it can just feel like you're flipping through the pages. Cause the Bible isn't just a question and answer document. It's, a story it's letters it's different genres it's poetry there's so much in there that answers the questions but it can be hard if you just approach it even if you have an index in the back of your bible yeah it still feels like i like a google search would be as helpful in yeah. some ways and so the comparison i made is as opposed to like doing a google search and getting a ton of results like you'd find in the the index of your bible it's like going to a language AI like ChatGPT, asking your question and getting a succinct summary that covers all of the sources, but is nice and clear, even if it is something that isn't explicitly said in the Bible. And the nice thing about the summary, the creeds, the statement of faith is that it was put together by brilliant people in the past who looked at the scriptures and you can find a version of the statement of faith that has all of the scripture references in the statement. And <laughs> I love that you said it's just clunky to read Yeah, because yeah. there's so many, there's yeah. so many verses that they reference in the statement of faith that we know it's thoroughly biblical, even though it's something that's extra biblical, something that's outside the Bible.
1: Yeah. And, also not written by robots
0: and also written by humans <laughs> Written by humans <laughs> superior in that way as well it's the true. chat gpt <laughs> so yeah it's it's a, it's a helpful analogy i'm not saying yeah, yeah, no no i'm no, not no, saying no. ask your questions of faith to chat gpt
1: i agree i agree that's great not and i ask think them of the statement of faith absolutely <laughs> and of the scriptures
0: yes absolutely <laughs> Which, on the scriptures, that's what this last week was about. So, I heard Perry's message in Boulder, but you preached in Thornton about that. How was that?
1: It was good. it's good to be out in Thornton. Love the community in Thornton. It's a welcoming community, and good morning together. Took communion together, and got to open the word, and sing songs of praise of the Lord, and so... I'm always, always grateful for that. I've enjoyed being in Thornton on different occasions and seeing that community. Man,
0: it's so good. I think it's been fun. I am interviewing you obviously this week. Uh-huh. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be interviewing Zach this summer. It's been Bolder, focused, but mm-hmm. it'll be. I'm excited to get some of the more eastern voices Absolutely. of Calvary on the podcast.
1: The, East, the eastern theologians, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the West. Yeah, yeah. You know the East-West thinking divide. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> thankfully there isn't a divide at this no, point. No,
1: no, we're grateful. We're, we're like, united yeah. around, our, which is why we have a statement of faith. That uh, unite us around there the you core go. beliefs that we have.
0: Yeah, so we really can be one church in multiple places.
1: Yeah, ah,
0: oh, I love that. Man. And then just even thinking about like, okay, we heard about the scriptures and I, why do you think it's important? I, I think I've been thinking about it in a few ways, but why do you think it's important for us to revisit how we think about the Bible in particular?
1: I think I mentioned a bit earlier, it's just such an important part of the Christian life. You know, what, one of the passages that we looked at this week was second timothy three sixteen to 17 and thornton and mm. all scriptures breathed out by god it is useful for teaching correct teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work mm. that's probably esv maybe some other iterations thrown in there um
0: that was that was just mark from memory by the way just a small shout out for his memorizing scripture class he's well, teaching we, in
1: erie <laughs> Hey, we do have a class starting this weekend. Um, <laughs> so what I would say is it's God-breathed. And I've heard it well said that to say that really is to entail that Scripture has the very authority of God. Mm. Like it, It's not like... I mean, if, if, if you were to speak or communicate something, we tie the significance of what someone says to themselves. And the words of a king... Have more power than the words of just anyone making an edict. And so I mean, we yeah. even just we're in our Daniel series. The the king gives an edict and it's law. Yeah. And how important is it for us to realize that when God has spoken, this is the foundation of truth for us. Mm. That it carries the very authority of God. And and there's one statement, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to this one now. Like sometimes people criticize the idea of Christians who hold tightly to the Bible, they say, you know, it's kind of like you have the Father and the Son and the Holy Bible, Mm. (laughs) Um, where, you know, as opposed to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they say, you know, you should be open to the Spirit. I was like, absolutely, we should be open to the Spirit, and we, we should be guided by the Spirit. But I think the issue with that statement is it lacks nuance in the sense that the Scriptures are the god spoken words to us Mm. and like i mean scriptures are gonna it's not that everything that god reveals is explicitly in the scripture and there's a place of the holy spirit leading and guiding and directing and shaping our lives and convicting us of sin like amen and amen let's Mm. believe all that
0: yeah but
1: but the scriptures like they're a foundation for us of knowing who is god revealed himself to be what is he leading and guiding us in and and the spirit will never contradict the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so even just remember that like it is the father son and holy spirit but but as we think about the scriptures we think this is the authoritative teaching from God that leads and guides and shapes and corrects us and it's not actually divorced from a relationship with God but because it comes from God it leads us to him and to his son Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, even I was thinking of that the the first Peter or second Peter um 120 was even thinking about that that which was a verse that Perry went to, uh, thinking about no this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so even that line of like, well, the Spirit will always agree with Scripture, like, because the Spirit wrote scripture yeah god himself the spirit carried along these authors yeah not to overwhelm or totally just demolish their individuality but he was the one who gave them the words that they wrote
1: yeah and and i think the point is that whatever our theology you know and there can be different questions of how does the holy spirit work in someone's life it has to be in line with scripture Mm -hmm. because god will never contradict himself Mm. and so And that's where it's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think, I think what giving the benefit of that, I think what people mean when they make a statement like that is that they're trying to say, be open to spirit. And, and that's where we say, amen, like trust that the Lord is going to work and move and active in your life. Absolutely. But it's also, we we just want to make sure that we understand when we talk about the scriptures, we really are saying, this is the word of God that carries with it the very authority of God because it's God breathed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the ways I really appreciated um, Perry's message when we were talking about how you did this as well, but he went to the historical evidence of why the New Testament is the way that it is and how we can trust in that, the over 5,700 documents that have been found that attest to the fact that these, in fact, are the original writings, the way the original writings were I think, I think over
1: 5,800 Greek oh, New Testament manuscripts. I love it.
0: It's a hundred more.
1: Twenty five thousand if you include Syriac and other languages. Oh my
0: gosh. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, at any other comparison, I mean there's there's one manuscript of Beowulf. Wow. And that was written like a thousand years after the New Testament was written. Yeah. Just to like it's just this sense of oh my gosh, there's so much evidence for the New Testament.
1: I think Thomas did this in Erie because we were talking about it, and I mentioned this in Thornton that like you can go to Wikipedia, and it will tell you that the scriptures, like New Testament, are like the best you know documented ancient work, <laughs> and it will tell you those numbers we gave you. It's fun because it's like it's not like that's just like I read it in front of the Bible or learned that at Bible college. It's like no, it's just I mean, go to Wikipedia. Which I mean, I'm, I'm, that's not where I do all my research, but. <laughs> Typically, if, if there's a strong biblical conviction that's held both by Christian scholars and Wikipedia, that's a pretty good sign.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I mean, I think even the relevance of that is was helpful to me because even later that day, I was reading an article from a Boulder news website called The Boulder Beat about just some of a conflict that's been happening between a church in Boulder and the business that was hosting it over the fact that the church was holding to some traditional Christian beliefs and the people of Boulder were having problems with that. And they even, this article brought on another pastor from a different church, a different denomination, and they were saying, well, it's like we can disagree with what that church was saying because uh well the bible is actually this unclear like collection of documents that was written in a particular time and place that we really don't have a ton of credit for and it was just like this striking opposite statement that like even goes against what the common consensus of wikipedia is <laughs> it's like there's a common academic consensus that even that pastor was speaking against that said, oh, no, we don't actually need to hold to a traditional value. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad this morning I heard a message and a place that was able to just rehearse the arguments I've heard over time but even just reinforce in a lot of really good ways. Yeah. So in terms of relevance, I was very grateful. Yeah. (laughs) But I think are there any, like, other – I mean, some people, they have they went to membership class, they read the Statement of Faith, they signed that they agreed with it, and then they come and they hear this series. What do you think is going to be so good for people over the summer as we're going over some of these things? Like, what what do we believe about the Bible?
1: My, my hope for this series, one of my hopes for this series, is that people who are struggling with doubt will find it as a helpful series. Hmm. Or who have loved ones, struggling with doubt. And I even think about that in the Bible one. You know, I spent, we spend this time trying to give reasons to believe the evidence of scripture because we know that there are doubts. I, I remember for me, I was probably in eighth grade and I was reading about the flood and we were just reading about that. And there, this sort of like unsettled feeling comes over me as I read about God wiping out, you know all these people and, and saving just fa- Noah and his family. And, and in that moment, I, there's just, there can be this angst hmm. And my, my hope is that for those who are struggling with angst or uncertainty over the core beliefs of the Christian faith, that they can find confidence and encouragement through this series hmm. or that their friends who don't know Jesus, they can say, you sh- you should come check this out. And that we have people in the audience who say, you know, I'm, I'm not there, but I want to know what do you believe and why? And and that the Lord would work through that. And maybe it's through an evidence to make someone say, okay, let, let me reexamine this thing. Let me reexamine this book. or may, Maybe I've just been told the Bible is unreliable, but I've never looked into it for myself. Hmm. And so that th- I think if we came out of this summer and people were encouraged to hold firm to the beliefs that we have, and if others were were drawn in to say, okay, I'll, I'll learn some more or, or to come to faith for the first time, I would consider that a total win. Sweet.
0: Ah, oh, Mark, thanks so much for being here, being my good friend. and Yeah, you too. Being willing to share the just great thoughts that you continue to have about life, about God, about the scriptures. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for you, man.
1: Thanks, you too. Thanks so, for having me on.
0: Oh, yeah. It was so good.
1: Love you, Calvary.
0: Oh, thanks for listening, Calvary. As always, we're here on The Weekly talking about what it means to take the sermon and the scriptures from the weekend into everyday life. You can email us at weekly at com with questions and thoughts of your own. And we're excited to see you next week.